January 21st, Matthew chapter 13, verse 47, through chapter 14, verse 12. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that is thrown into the water and gathers fish of every kind. When the net is full, they drag it up onto the shore, sit down, sort the good fish into crates, and throw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the godly, throwing the wicked into the fire. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you understand? Yes, they said, we do. Then he added, Every teacher of religious law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like a person who brings out of the storehouse the new teachings as well as the old. When Jesus had finished telling these stories, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was astonished and said, Where does he get his wisdom and his miracles? He's just a carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. What makes him so great? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. When Herod Antipas heard about Jesus, he said to his advisors, This must be John the Baptist come back to life again. That is why he can do such miracles. For Herod had arrested and imprisoned John as a favor to his wife Herodias the former wife of Herod's brother Philip. John kept telling Herod, It is illegal for you to marry her. Herod would have executed John, but he was afraid of a riot, because all the people believed John was a prophet. But at a birthday party for Herod, Herodias's daughter performed a dance that greatly pleased him. So he promised with an oath to give her anything she wanted. At her mother's urging, the girl asked, I want the head of John the Baptist on a tray. The king was sorry, but because of his oath, and because he didn't want to back down in front of his guests, he issued the necessary orders. So John was beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a tray and given to the girl, who took it to her mother. John's disciples came for his body and buried it. Then they told Jesus, It is the only fruit that is raised to die. It is raised to be crushed. But if they can endure the pain of the crushing and trust the vintner who is God our Father to take me through this process, my latter days will be greater than my former days. And finally, I'll be more valuable and I'll be worth more and I may get shipped abroad and I may be served to kings and princes and set before great men only because I've been crushed. In the Gospel of St. John, Jesus identifies who he is. And he says, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. And every branch in me that bear fruit, I purge it that it might bring forth more fruit. That's the sentence that gets me. Because it would seem like to me that if the branch was doing good, you would leave it alone. But he says, every branch in me that beareth fruit, I Cut it back. 
I cut it back, not because I'm a serial killer, not because I'm out to destroy the bush, not because I hate grapes, not because I don't want it to win, but I cut it back so that it might bring forth more fruit. So we don't, we don't go through these crushings because we are not his and we don't go through these crushings because he doesn't love us and we don't go through these crushings because we're not fruitful. He cuts us because we are fruitful. Because as fruitful as we are, he knows the potential of what is yet down inside of us. And he knows how to get you to that potential and he stops you from being safe and he stops you from being satisfied. You have to give up safety if you're gonna walk with God. You have to trust him that he is the farmer, that he knows what he's doing. And when he says that I am the vine and you are the branches, he says, my father is the husbandman and the husbandman is the farmer. He's the vintner. He's the one that controls the process. He knows exactly where to cut to make you more fruitful. When I was a little boy, I went out in the, in the yard I, trying to do like my mother who pruned the rose bushes. I decided I would help her out and go prune the rose bushes. And when she came home from work, I had almost killed the bush. I had almost killed the bush. I was a bad little boy. You can tell, can't you imagine? Just shrink me down to about eight years old. You got trouble on your hands. I was a bad little boy. I had tore the bush apart. And she was furious with me. And I said, why are you furious with me when I'm only doing what you did? She said, no, you're not doing what I did because I know where to cut. See, the vintner knows where to cut. It's not the cut alone. You can't just cut it anywhere. He knows where to cut and he knows when to cut and he knows how to cut to bring you to the place that you can be more fruitful because ultimately he wants you to have enough fruit that we can become wine. That we can enter into that state of being that lasts for years and years and hundreds of years as wine. But if I remain a grape, I will go bad. So it is the only fruit that is raised to die. It is raised to be crushed. It is meant to be stepped on. It is meant to be bruised. If grapes could scream, they would cry out from the pain of becoming wine. But if they can endure the pain of the crushing and trust the vintner who is God our Father to take me through this process, my latter days will be greater than my former days. And finally, I'll be more valuable and I'll be worth more and I may get shipped abroad and I may be served to kings and princes and set before great men only because I've been crushed. I may be served at the finest tables. I may be used in the greatest restaurants only because I endured the crushing. Jesus connects us to the Father by helping us to understand what his role is in our life so that we won't misunderstand the knife. So that we will understand that the knife is in the right hand. That sometimes when God approaches you, he approaches you and he looks like a slayer because he's coming with something that hurts. And you have to trust his character when you don't understand his methods. 
you have to understand his acts by believing in his ways. Because the husbandman is our father, he cuts us in all the right places and we can do nothing without him. We can be nothing without him. We cannot reach the height and the hope of the purpose of our calling without him because only the manufacturer knows how fast the car will go. He has built it and designed it to accomplish more than the foot that's got its pressure on the pedal. He has designed the car to exceed the pace that you may be willing to drive. And so if you want to know how, how fast it can go, you have to talk to the manufacturer because he designed it with enough horsepower to do more things than you may even be capable of doing. And God pushes us out of our comfort zone by crushing us. Jesus became human so that he could understand what it was like to be human. He experienced our trials, our temptations, our heartaches, our pain, so that he would be an example for us. He is the fruition of God's word. He proves himself in us. He walks it out right in front of us to show us that it can be done. He, he allows himself to be beaten right in front of us, and we got to see him be beaten, and we got to see him be ridiculed and laughed at and be popular and then unpopular and loved and then hated so that we would understand that all of this is part of becoming wise. At TBN, our mission is to use every available means to reach as many individuals and families as possible with the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for helping make the gospel of grace go around the world. Without you, we couldn't do it. God bless you.